Welcome to Tome of Tales. This episode is a session write-up, run by Andy for the London RPG community on October 15th, 2019. The session was called The Siege of Jarvanol. In it, I played Cheryl the Fey-Touched, a halfling bard from the Feywild. The half-moon was high in the twilight sky, shedding a cold light upon the city of Jarvanol. The eastern wall stood twenty feet high, but that didn't mean it was well-suited for the siege that had been assailing it for hours. Stone giants were eye-level with those who stood on the battlements, attempting to keep them at bay. Bolts from crossbows and ballistas, the only things that could cross the distance to the horde, and not be swept away by the constant winds which blew across Kulgaran from the plain of air. Raxus Highwater, priest of Miliel and leader of the Errant Guard, helped direct Torvan, Ventira, Cassandra, and the other defenders of the Nation of Wind, whilst the city behind them attempted to evacuate. Cheryl, along with a half-elf, an Aarakocra, a blue tiefling, and a black dragonborn from the Dawnlands were with them lending their formidable skills with the defense. The Aarakocra, Peony, summoned swarms of bees which they directed to assault the hill giants throwing boulders. The half-elf, a monk by the name of Marcus, would leap onto any of the ogres or ettins that got too close, releasing furies of blows into them before leaping back to the safety of the parapets. Gesh, the dragonborn, would attack the ones Marcus wasn't able to get to, assailing them with any number of his weapons, be it battle-axe, morning-star, or javelins. Serpentine, the tiefling, preferred to stay back, but she summoned a demon which wrecked havoc, tearing into the giants. All the while, Cheryl performed a battle rap, inspiring her allies and thwarting the enemies at the gate with vicious words that damaged their psyche, whilst the ground drank all the blood that hit it ally and enemy alike. But then, through the roars of the giants and the battle cries of her friends, the fey bard saw the hill and stone giants farther back fall silent and begin to make way for eight juggernaut-built giants. Their skin was dark as volcanic ash, whilst their hair was aflame. The weapons they carried were mighty and vicious. Fire giants, Cassandra said from beside her. The world seemed to stand still as the others started to see what the two of them could. Cheryl could feel the battle frenzy of her allies starting to shift into fear at what was approaching. A despair washing through the defenders of Jarvanol. The southern wall has fallen! Retreat! Retreat! It broke the spell. Cassandra told Cheryl and her friends to help evacuate the rest of the civilians, whilst the Minotaurs and Aerators of the Errant Guard bought them time. The Hall of Learning! Raxus shouted to them. Go there! The scholars will need your assistance most of all. Get whatever you can out of the city. Help us save our culture from these beasts. Reinforcements will not make it here in time, but if you head west, you will cross paths with them and they will give you aid and any of the civilians you can get out. 
Cheryl and the others raced over to the hall, keeping away from the main streets large enough for the ogres and ettins that have spilled into the city. Every city in the Nation of Wind is a piece of unique art, and to see this one being torn apart brings a great sadness and anger to the Fey Bard. They approach the domed structure, and outside directing the scholars and any volunteers is the chief archivist, Sark. Thank goodness you're here! He practically squawks at them. Please, you must help us upload these artifacts onto the oxen carts and... A mighty roar cuts him off as from down the main road, a hail giant spots them. Everyone fans out, firing spells, hurling weapons, and running up to the giant to smash their knees. It's a frenzy of action that is over before they expend much more of their resources, and they are all, once again, offered a brief respite. I have these, Cheryl says, pulling out a set of nesting boxes from her satchel. Let me put some of these books and artifacts into them. It will keep them safe. The chief archivist gives the boxes a skeptical look, but before he can speak, the half-elf monk interjects. We don't have much time. More of them are coming and we will need to get out of here, Marcus says, piercing blue eyes scanning the streets. Yes, of course. Here, my dear, please put these in your puzzle boxes. As Cheryl helps the chief archivist, the others keep their eyes to the east, where they had been not half a turn before. They can all hear a mighty battle raging, and they are torn. To stay would mean certain death. But would leaving be the coward's way out? Surviving isn't cowardice. These people need someone to protect them as they leave. That is just as important, if not more so. As they were finishing loading the last of the artifacts from the Hall of Learning, those keeping a lookout gave a warning cry. From the opposite direction the hill giant came, three ogres were starting to make their lumbering way towards them. Thankfully, they had not been spotted yet. Cheryl quickly climbed into the ox-drawn cart, along with the chief archivist and two other scholars, her companions doing the same. Wasting no time, Cheryl strums a chord on her harp that cloaks her in the innate magics of the Feywild, lending her a more Fey-like appearance. Calling forth to the oxen, she urges them on into a sprint that rocks everyone back as they surge forwards in a burst of speed. Gesh followed up with intimidating the drivers into action, and soon they were racing off across the broken stone streets, just as the ogres spotted them. They are chased out of the city, the party once again tossing spells and outwitting the large lumbering oafs that attempt to pursue them. Cheryl can feel her heart racing, not out of fear, but in a strange exhilaration. Gone is the hopelessness, banished to the winds that she feels starting to whip around her as they leave the winding, maze-like streets of Jarvanol behind and out into the flat plains. She's not sure where the feeling comes from, but she enjoys the positive embrace. They eventually join the column of Jarvanolites fleeing the city from the northern gate, finally able to catch their breath. The party looks back, and they see the destruction the fire giants were doing to the city. I hope Cassandra and the others. Cheryl starts, but she wasn't able to finish. 
the momentary elation from before dissolving at the devastation she sees. Hope seems too much to ask for. Marcus leans over to rest a comforting hand on her shoulder. I'm sure they are, he says. Cheryl looks up at him, seeing his genuine belief in his words. She smiles at him and nods her thanks, taking solace that she isn't the only one who holds out hope. Uh, what's that? Peeny says, looking across to the cliff's edge some 80 feet away. A very large hand reaches up and pulls its massive form over the cliff's edge, then shouts as it spots the column of fleeing people. Once again, the adventurers leap into action, this time to defend the refugees of Jarvanal. The tiefling serpentine summons a demon, its large, ape-like form matching the ferocity of the shouts of the ogre calling for allies. Cheryl weaves a song of fey magic that imbues Marcus and Gesh with a vigor and speed that might not have been possible after the many hours of fighting and fleeing they had already been through. The half-elf and dragonborn charge forward with the ape demon as two more ogres start to climb up over the ridge. Peony summons his swarm of bees and they surge forward, overwhelming one of the three ogres slaying it with thousands of stings. Meanwhile, Marcus strikes out with his fists and stuns another in its tracks. As the ape demon smashes into a third ogre, two Ettons climb over the cliff's edge, and the people of Jarvanal start to panic. Cheryl, taking tentative inspiration from Bubbles, sees her chance and hopes that what she's about to do works. Pulling her harp up, she runs her fingers across its azure strings, sending the sound across the distance so it echoes out in a thunderous sphere near the cliff's edge, shattering the earth. One of the two Ettons is still trying to climb up, but they lose their grip as the ground beneath the feet of the two ogres and the ape demon starts to crack, then break, then fall away. Peony polymorphs the second Etten into a small, two-headed dog, which Gesh captures as he and Marcus retreat, just as their enemies and summoned ally fall to their demise. The last reverberations of her music dissipate, and a quiet falls across them as the rubble settles. Cheryl looks to her companions, and a small, tentative smile touches her lips. From behind them, the people of Jarvanal give a small cheer, which shocks them at first, but the people come over thanking them for keeping them safe. Climbing back onto the oxen cart, Peony speaks with the captive Etten turned dog. Cheryl is only half listening as a light in the distance catches her eye. Jarvanal is in flames. The city was lost. Another one falls. The only way to recover it will be winning the war. He says their big boss is in the mountains to the south, Peeny says to them all. But who is their big boss? Gesh asks. Peeny speaks to the dog again, then turns back to them. He keeps saying the sky one, the Aarakocra says hesitantly. Cheryl looks to her harp, the one the Galavir had given to her. 
They called it the rhyme of the ancients, and it carried many stories in its strings, histories, and lore. She closed her eyes and plucked a clear, sharp A chord, focusing her mind on the stories the harp knew. In her mind's eye, Cheryl saw the ogres and Ettins, the hill and stone giants, the frost, fire, and cloud giants. And then the vision changed. A tempest, a roiling and churning sea, a vessel, a ship, triple-masted and large, riding the waves which threatened to capsize it. So close it came each time, nearly crashing into an island. No, that is no island. Cheryl's vision suddenly pulls back, and the size of the creatures she sees makes her blood run cold. With their legs in the tumultuous sea, and their arms deep in the dark, thunderous clouds, she knows what these beings are. Storm giants. This has been a write-up of the session, The Siege of Jarvanol, run by Andy for the Cantus Expanse, a long-running 5th edition D&D campaign run by the London RPG community. Interested in playing games with us? Want to find a place to run some games? Check out the meetup events and join us on Discord. All the links are in the description. Thank you for listening. Tune in again for the next chapter in Cheryl's story.